Hello, and we are back with Aaron raising boys to men. I'm hoping that you heard him on the episode from the week before last. And if you didn't, why not? Go back, have a listen. It was brilliant. And we're going to make this one equally as brilliant. We're going to get into dating dilemmas and Friday night reminders and some other fun stuff. So hello, Aaron. It's lovely to have you back again. I've missed you, Lala. I've missed you. I'm ready to do this again. Let's get into your dating dilemmas. Is it essential to have space between relationships, even if you've fallen in love while you're in the process of breaking up? So he's in the process of a breakup. They'd love to get straight together. But do you have to have a gap? You don't have to have anything, right? But I believe personally, I think it's advisable. It's like when you're leaving a job. You want that break before you start another one, right? Just to get yourself together. You know what? I just want to take a a month off. And I think when you're coming to, if this man is coming to the end of a relationship, he's probably experiencing certain emotions. And if he's connecting with someone whilst in that space, you have to ask yourself, what is your connection really based on? Mm. Is it based on, you know what, you're helping him get through this? Or is it based on, you know what, he's genuinely really into you, really wants to make this work? I don't think there's anything wrong in taking a break and connecting at a later date, I just don't th- I think if that's the person for you, if you two are really in love, allowing that man to just have some time to figure himself out won't harm you or the relationship. Yeah, it's a really, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because like you said, there shouldn't really be like rules. Essentially, you could just, you've, you've somehow managed to fall in love while they're already in the process of breaking up. Like, mm. let's not, they've probably been messing around together while that other relationship was still ongoing. Been festering, yeah. So I think it would probably be a mistake to immediately be like, we're, we're, we're in a relationship now, but I don't think that you need to be like, right, let's just not see each other for two months and then we'll see each other again. You know, you can still maintain that connection, but like you say, just slow. Yeah, why is everyone rushing? Yeah, it's difficult. Again, another ADHD thing. I can be quite a rusher. If I like you, yeah, yeah. I want to see you. Go, go, go. And I think being... A, a single parent as well doesn't help because I have limited child free time so if I know that like oh we had a great day on Saturday I know when I'm next child free it's going to be next Wednesday and then next Saturday I want to book you in for that you know what I mean <laughs> like so so yeah it's, it's very difficult I think it makes it much easier to rush when you're a single parent mm. um, I, I think dating's a whole big mess I mean, we could have a whole another big conversation <laughs> about like how much of a mess dating is these days like everybody is fucked up and I think a lot of it is to do with the pandemic a lot of it is to do with dating apps and social media but we're not the same people that we were 20 years ago like as a collective I mean it doesn't mean the same nothing is the same no And I think that's weird because we're like basing a lot of our things on the traditions of dating and all of that stuff. Like, so we're still hanging on to those things like shouldn't have sex on a first date, but then we're dating in a complete different way. It's very confusing. Right. Next question says, our six year old walked in on me and my husband during sex. He asked what the hell we were doing. I just didn't know what to say. What should I have I said? Get out. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> We're not done yet. 
um, when she says husband, is that I'm guessing? I'm assuming it's the child's it's the, chi- it's the child's parent. Yeah. Um, six years old. They've seen the act, or they've seen. It's a difficult one, isn't it's it? It's a hard one. I'd probably just be like tickle monster. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just pretend like we were doing tickling games. But then, then you've got the risk of the kid trying to jump in between, like. I but... want to play it the next day. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. Um. It really depends on how much was seen, and I think making it into a playful thing might actually be more beneficial than actually trying to have a serious talk with a six-year-old about. They've seen it in it. So the six-year-old has walked in and they're like, what are you doing? You could just say we're having cuddles or we're making love. It depends on We're that. making love. But it depends on what position we're talking. I mean, doggy would be the worst, wouldn't <laughs> that's it? A, like, that's not really cuddles, is it? <sighs> Up against yeah. the wall. I'd like to know the position. You're right. There are, or blowjob would be difficult. But all of them can, you know, once a child has seen that, they're going to have that curiosity. But actually, they're curious. I don't know with your kids, but with mine, my son has asked me some very wild questions when he was little, especially. You know, he just didn't give a shit. They're not really taking it in. They don't care, Mm. really. So if you give them that explanation that satisfies their curiosity to just say, we were making love what's making love mommy it's when a mommy and a daddy get together and and give each other special cuddles answer the question that they've asked and and, and then move it on but always do it in an age, age appropriate. appropriate way yeah right next question says is it controlling if my current boyfriend can't handle the fact that i've got a matching tattoo with my ex is he being controlling or is he in the right i think he's being controlling because Unless the the tattoo of the ex has come while you've been in a a relationship with her, you was aware of that tattoo before you got together. Um, And I'm very much of the mindset of we need to accept people for who they are and how they come and not try and change them. Whether it's habits they've got, I think it doesn't change who she is if there's a commitment between you two. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's controlling if he makes demands on your body. Like if if you're saying, listen, I, I'm I'm re- I, I want to keep the tattoo. Mm. It, it's a memory of a period of my life or whatever. Um, but you know, it's on my body, and I, d- I don't want to go through the whole process of laser or whatever. I think if somebody's like, now, nah, well, then I can't stay with you if you've got that tattoo, or you need to remove that, or you need to wear jumpers when you're around me so I can't see it or whatever. That is controlling and mm. it's irrational. However, I do understand that w- why somebody might feel like, ah, oh, like every time I'm laying with you, I'm seeing this tattoo, and are you being reminded of your ex every time you see it? So it- it's it's okay to have those thoughts and those feelings and to have that little jealousy. But the way to deal with it would be to have that conversation, to communicate with your partner about why you feel jealous, but then leave it with them. Yeah. You know, like you shouldn't be putting anything on there like it has to go, you have to cover up or that's when it becomes controlling. Matching tattoos are very different to having your ex's name as well. Very different. All right. Next question. The father of my child only sees his five-year-old son twice a year. He's arranged for their first ever sleepover and they are planning to share a bed and I am not happy about it. Do I have the right to put my foot down and not allow it? I think the child's comfort needs to be key here rather than what the mum wants. And if the child may genuinely be content, the child may love dad. The dad may have been there for the first four years and the last year has just been a bit rocky and the child's really comfortable. I think the child's comfortability and opinion even at five years old is key here so i would have a conversation with the child see what they're feeling 
and report that back to the dad. You know what? I've spoken to our son. He's not happy about it. But a five-year-old, you know, like, I don't think five, although as much as we can, you know, five-year-olds should have a right to make decisions age-appropriately. But saying to a five-year-old, do you want to sleep in a bed with daddy? They're not going to have that. They're not going to be able to process that idea. Do you want to stay at daddy's could be a question. Do you want to sleep over at daddy's? Yeah. But but the I, I think she's all right with him sleeping over, but it's the, it's the bed sharing that's an issue. And I understand that. And I think if people themselves especially have a history of sexual abuse in childhood, then they're going to be very sensitive about... Um, about that kind of thing there's lots of parents who are just like absolutely will never even allow my child to ever go on a sleepover and that's but that's normally with strangers rather than with their own parent yeah but in this in this scenario a man who's only seen his son twice a year is of virtually a stranger even though he's biologically related and i just wonder if he's like you say is he putting the child's feelings at the center of this he's arranged for their first ever sleepover and it sounds like he's just kind of going, yeah, like, let's just do this without thinking maybe about how how that will be. But then I guess if you are just a dad and you want to start building a relationship with your child and you are only in a one bedroom or in a bed sit or studio flat or something mm-hmm. and you don't have any other choice. I mean, look, the, 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 the facts are that if somebody's going to sexually abuse their child, they don't need to be sleeping in a bed with them to do it. Yep. You know, that could happen at any point during the visit, even if he didn't have an, a, an overnight. So if you actually do have genuine concerns about this specific man, mm. uh, then then don't just don't let your kid go with them. If you have concerns that, you know, there's red flags for some kind of sexual abuse, then yes, you do have your right to put the foot down. If you are concerned just because of your own personal feelings, but dad's just trying to make things work. He's trying to see the kid more, trying to have the kid more. He's only got that space that I think putting your foot down might not be the most helpful thing. Because you've got to think as well. You could say, say he had a two-bedroom place or he said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to sleep in my bed. The child will sleep in his. That child may at some point get up and say, dad, can I come into your bed? Yeah. Like, what should the dad do at that point? I think... Yeah, yeah. you either trust him to have him overnight there or you go. don't. Yeah. And whether he's sleeping in the bed or not kind of doesn't make any difference. What's your reasons for yeah. not trusting this person? Yeah, exactly that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts.
All right. So we are now done with our dating dilemmas and we are going to move on to the section about red flags. So I want to know from you, Aaron, what is the biggest red flag that you have ever encountered on a date? Constantly talking about the ex. Oh. Yeah. Or asking me questions about my ex. I think that first date, let me get to know you. I don't want to know who was with you or anything like that. Let me get to know you. What do you like? What are you into? When I feel you're spending too much time talking about, yeah, my ex did this and this happened. I'm like, you're still connected. Mm. You're not ready to be here. I just find that a massive red flag for me. And I've been in relationships with someone who I knew straight away, you and your child's father are still connected. You've been back and forth for 10 years Mm. in and out of relationships. And I still feel that there's something there, but I overlooked it. Turns out there was a, there was still a connection and later on certain things happened and I then thought to myself, I saw this early. Why did I stay in it? Yeah. So, yeah. To me, the connection to the ex. That's an interesting one. So, but you also said that if they're asking too much about your relationships and what went through my head is that that is something that I do ask about on first dates. First dates. Yeah. Like Why? I want to know. And maybe now I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, I might switch this one up. (laughs) What I want to know is why you're single now. Not necessarily why you're single, because being single is the default, isn't it? Like, Mm. we're all single, we come into the world single. But how long have you been single and what happened? Because I think I can tell a lot about you by how you're going to speak about your last situation. You know, if a guy says to me, well, she got a restraining order. (laughs) And then, or, you know... Uh, you know, I cheated or whatever. Hmm. That's giving me a little bit of a view about how you approach relationships or maybe how you operate. I don't know. I'm interested in that shit. But maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it's better second date conversation. All right, we've come to the end. And on this podcast, on a Friday, we always finish with our Friday night reminders. Friday night reminders are just something to help you go into the weekend to prevent you from making terrible fuck boy, fuck girl, fuck person related mistakes. It's just a little piece of advice that you can hang on to to keep yourself safe for the weekend. So Aaron, what is your Friday night reminder for today? You know, it's it's one where... People really need to deep what I'm saying here. Yeah? If you're if you're out and about, the person you see is not the person you see. Does that does that hit home? I feel like that's quite good. I'm quite I'm quite proud of that. The, pers- <laughs> the person you see is not the person you see. And someone will say, what do you mean by that? Whenever you meet someone for the first time, you're meeting their representative. I'm not saying it's not possible, but we often try and bring our best version of ourselves. The things that we think you want to see is what we're going to bring to the table. It's like a job interview. So don't get too caught up on that first date. And remember, the person you see is not the person you see. Very important. Anyway, thank you so much, Aaron. It's been absolutely amazing to have you here. I feel like I could just invite you every week and we'd never run out of things to talk about. So hopefully maybe have you back one day. Well, that was lovely spending our final time with Aaron. But you know what? If you want to spend some time live with me and Aaron... We're putting on a singles event at Number 5 Dining, which is a bougie little restaurant and shisha lounge in North London, in Hornsey. We have actually sold out of the women's tickets. So it's a dating event, heterosexual this time, because it's the first time we're doing it, but we might move into queer events. But we've got 50 women and 50 men, although at the moment we've got 50 women 
and we haven't quite sold out of all the men. So if you are a single man over the age of 30 and you can get to London, not all the women who are coming are from London, by the way. Some have travelled, so you don't have to be from London. But if you can get to London on the afternoon of September the 9th, then head to my Instagram at la la la. Let me explain where you can click on the link in my bio and then the top one, which says la la la, let's date. Click on there and buy yourself some men's tickets. Anyway, I will be back on Monday for a special episode featuring me and Grace Campbell. And we're going to be having a bit of a discussion about a serious topic, about um, rape and sexual assault and trials and when they go not guilty and the media reaction to all of those things. So join us on Monday for a bit of that. And I hope you have a fabulous fuck person free weekend. La la la, let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.